Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Leslie Bibb becomes a superhero at last in Jupiter's legacy. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused with a first-time guest, Ms. Leslie Bibb. Uh, this was such a fun conversation with someone that I've known for quite a while. I know her partner Sam Rockwell very well for a long while, so it was fun to um, bring all those worlds together for a long-distance chat all the way from Australia, Leslie Bibb, talking about her new Netflix series, Jupiter's Legacy. More on that in a second, but first, a couple other business items to mention. Um, we launched the Happy, Sad, Confused Patreon just about a week ago, a little over a week ago, and I am so thrilled with the response, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to just check it out because if you love what I do here on Happy, Sad, Confused, you're probably going to love what we're doing over on the Patreon page. Uh, it's patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Again, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. The big stuff we're doing are all these new uh, video shows. So we have a new show called Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night. The first episode went up last week with Sam Hewen, Colin O'Donohue, and Kat McNamara. That was a blast. We have already shot another episode of Game Night with another trio of amazing guests. That is coming soon. I'm not going to say any more than that. Um, we're putting up video versions of the podcast. Uh, including the Andrew Garfield conversation, which exploded last week <laughs> when Andrew Garfield uh, commented for the first time on all the rumors about him returning to playing Spider-Man in the next Spider-Man film. A lot of people think he's lying. What do I think? You know what? In, in the moment, I believed him. The more I think about it, I think we're going to see Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man. That is, by the way, not based on anything insider knowledge of anything except the stuff I've heard like everybody else. And the fact that I think Andrew Garfield, um, there's some tells in there in the way he answered the question. But I'm thrilled that um, we had that kind of conversation. And by the way, if you haven't, if you've only seen the clips of that, I encourage you to listen or watch the full Andrew Garfield interview because there's so much fun stuff in that uh, episode that I'm thrilled uh, we got. Anyway, all of which is to say that video uh, extended version of Happy Second Fused is only available on the Patreon page, as is Game Night, as are all the exclusive news about upcoming guests, the merch we debuted, a look at the first Happy Second Fused t-shirt, which you can get at the uh, third tier. So, you know, we're trying stuff out, and again, I'm, I'm honestly very humbled and thrilled that as many of you guys have signed up as you have, as have, and um, got a lot of cool guests coming up, cool game nights, um, video versions of the podcast, and all sorts of other uh, stuff um, up our sleeves. So check it out, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Um, what other things to mention? Oh, this is big. This is exciting. So I'm, I'm starting to do stuff in person again. Um, you know, like virtual interviews are great. But um, I did a little shoot last week for MTV, and I am about to journey on a plane for the first time since the madness happened early last year to Los Angeles. I will be at the MTV Movie and TV Awards, guys. You know, this is something I've been doing for a long while, where I uh, post the red carpet stuff for MTV. I do the backstage stuff. And that is the plan this year. And I am so, so thrilled. It's going to be surreal and weird after the crazy last year. 
but um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, some amazing uh, uh, presenters and nominees are going to be there. Leslie Jones is hosting. Um, so look out for that. I'm going to put all the content, of course, up on my social stuff, on uh, at Joshua Horowitz, on Twitter and Instagram. But um, also just check out the MTV News page. I'll be popping up on air that night for MTV. Um, so, you know, it's exciting to go back to one of the perennial things I always love doing, which is covering our own awards show at MTV. And I think this will be... Uh, will be a good one. So yeah, so that, that that's the major stuff, the Patreon, the MTV stuff, um, and then the main event today, Leslie Bibb. So Leslie Bibb, of course, has been uh, killing it for years in all sorts of film and TV projects. You might have seen her way back when in Popular, um, in Talladega Nights, and uh, you know, in Tag in recent years, all every kind of genre she's been in, and she's currently starring in Jupiter's Legacy, which is this really cool new show on Netflix. I watched the whole thing. I was really into it. It's based by uh, based on Mark Miller's um, comic book of the same name. A very big story, an ambitious story, a multi-generational superhero family story. And the, uh, the leaders of this family, the mom and dad, are uh, Leslie and Josh Dumel. Um, and yeah, I, I was into it. I really, I, I just like binged it in about a day and a half and, um, I think you guys will dig it. And as I said to Leslie, I appreciate that it's a superhero project that kind of swings for the fences and, and, you know, goes for stuff we haven't seen in superhero film, films or TV projects before. So, um, well, we're checking out. It's on Netflix right now. As I also said, Leslie is in Australia right now. Um, so... The uh, connection was pretty good. I will say, for some reason, my audio was a little bit screwy. We'll see if we can mend it, but it, I might be a little hot, as they say, a little, a little loud. But hopefully, it'll all even out and won't won't sound so so crappy for you guys. Um, also worth mentioning, Sam Rockwell, the great Sam Rockwell, Leslie's partner, um, shows up in this conversation. Uh, I think we'll use a little bit of it just because it's like the casual stuff up top when Sam uh, popped in. Um, he's just the best guy on the planet and has been so sweet to me over the years and uh, I posit positively adore him so it was nice of him to come by and say hi and reference all our silly shenanigans over the years. He mentions a gimp, a gimp mask. That's a reference to <laughs> an after-hour sketch we did. He references a moon video, another sketch we did way back when. So a lot of history there. Those are the kind of what we're talking about if you hear me and Sam and Leslie talk about that stuff. Um, but yeah, so a little Sam, but a lot of Leslie in this, and she is so fun and smart and interesting. And um, yeah, we cover a lot in this conversation, and I'm thrilled she took the time out from her adventure in Australia. She's shooting a new, another Netflix series with the great Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, and she gets to play Satan in it, guys. Come on. Um, all right, so that's enough preamble. All the plugs are in. MTV Movie and TV Awards this Sunday night on MTV, if I didn't say that. Um, patreon.com slash happy sad confused for extras and bonus stuff and for the main event today yeah it's me Leslie Bibb and a little Sam Rockwell you packed you packed Sam Rockwell in your carry-on case all the way to Australia hey guys oh Josh it's good to yeah. see you buddy good to see you both is there a gimp mask in this interview <laughs> just wait I was gonna be my big surprise <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hey, where's the moon? Where's the moon short film we did? Don't move! 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 Don
See what I got to do. See what I got to do with. He comes in I whenever I have hair and makeup on. All he goes is like. She won't even wear I just want to me. I just want to mess you up. He's so needy. He's so demanding. He loves you so much, though. Right back at both of you. Can you hear me? Now I can. Awesome. Um, he just said I do my best work with you. Well, he does pretty good work with everybody, I would say. Yes. But Josh, when I said, I said, oh, guess who I'm going to do? I get to do, I, I'm doing Josh Horowitz's um, podcast. I'm so excited. I feel honored. And Sam's like, I love that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy's great. And yeah. then he proceeded to send me every clip he's done with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That happened. Like, but no, I mean, he doesn't always say that, but he really does. He, That's he very sweet. I yeah. adore that man beyond all reasonable feelings. Um, I mean, what's that clip with you and Justin Long in a devil costume? Leslie, we need to get you in on the action. I'll get in on the action. I mean, COVID's ruining everything. It really is. It Look really at that is. surfboard. Did that come with a place? Did you guys bring that? I, I brought it from New York. I like to, I like, I like to have a surfboard with no fin that's made of wood that's probably has zero buoyancy in it. And I like to go out in shark infested waters. and try Yeah, to on the Hudson. That's the best surfing, right? Yeah, in the, out in, uh, yeah, 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 in the <laughs> Hudson. But here, here in Australia, I like to go out to uh, Longel Beach, you know, where there's some sharks and uh, just see, you know, roll the dice, if you will. I was going to say, this is all too, too much gold then to, I'm not going to even do an official start. We've started already. Is that okay, Leslie? This is, yeah, this is it. I think... What is Sam doing? He's rolling. I just saw, I can just see like a head popping out of a bush. And I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, he's rolling. He's rolling out. He's very, he likes to hydrate and roll out. You guys are, are very limber. You're the most limber couple I know. He's very limber. I'm not, but he's very limber. <laughs> he's always, he's always stretching. Our friend was doing a meeting with him and he said, are you, this is like a real meeting, Sam. Like this is like a real meeting about projects. Like, would you stop stretching? And he's she's, he's like, you're like a cliche of an actor. And Sam's like, oh, what do you mean? I'm not a cliche. He's like made him crazy. This is what happens after you get the Oscar. You just feel like you can do anything. I can just stretch out. He's gonna, yeah. I mean, he's doing the TRX outside right now. Yeah, you can't see him. You can't. He's okay. hidden. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me, tell me, you're in Australia, and before we get to Jupiter's uh, legacy, which I really dug, I want to talk about what you're did up you? to right now. No, I truly did. This, this wow. is all my, this is all my interest co coinciding. It's, it's you, superheroes. It's Josh Dumel in crazy hair. It's all, all the things Craziest I love. Craziest hair, crazy hair. <laughs> before we get to that, because you're in Australia on a, what sounds like an awesome project. You're working with like one of my other favorite couples on the planet, Melissa McCarthy and Ben and Falcone. Ben Talk to me about, you're playing Satan? What's happening? Playing Satan. I mean, I mean, it's like a get out of jail free card. I, it's so fun to go to, like, there's really not, there's sort of no ground I can not go to when you're on set, you know, it's all, there's so, their first, first Australia. Australia coming from the States where, it, you know, and I got here at the end of February. Uh, right. So it was, really intense the vaccines yeah. weren't out and you know uh it was just intense sam was in london i came here and went straight into quarantine which was like whoa this is a lot but then i remember ben and melissa kept saying it's dreamy here it's dreamy and i didn't really understand i mean i i was like okay it's dreamy like i just thought oh, there's 
And then I got out and I went, oh, it's dreamy. It's dreamy. It's like, it's sunny, no masks. You know, the, Sam, the minute Sam, I, I was waiting to do so much stuff until he got out because it felt like, you know, we've been a year of being cooped up. Everybody has. And so we yeah. got to, the first thing we did is we went and saw a movie. He, I mean, he got out on, on Wednesday. He got here uh, to where I am. And I think Thursday I had a day off and we, we went and saw Supernova with Colin Firth and oh, yeah, uh, Stanley yeah. Tucci. Yeah. And um, that felt really nice. It felt nice to sit in a movie. Th- I forgot how much I missed it. I had my first, I did a double feature yesterday. First time in 14 months at a movie theater. Masks or no masks? Mask. It was a press screening. So there was also only a couple people masked and it was like a nice little dip back in. Um, yeah. And you, you're right. It felt like I wasn't, stressed it was just like yeah this feels this doesn't feel like that much time has passed this is my comfort zone it was it was it was kind of a beautiful yeah thing. i mean we were no masks eating popcorn crazy like that was like that was really crazy so um in a weird way i think there's like some psychological stuff that's going to happen to all of us to oh, yeah. sort of get back to whatever normal is will it ever be nor I mean I hope I mean I hope I mean movie theaters have to I I mean when I heard that the arc light was closing I, that I that's that's so upsetting to me yeah. like that's that's uh, as Sam likes to call it the cinemarama dome it's like we got to go to the <laughs> cinemarama dome just add one little syllable in there yeah yeah <laughs> but it's true like you you yeah. you what other place do you go see you know fury road you know like yeah. You can't like that. Like we saw Avatar there. Like we, like you, it's awesome. And you guys know, know in, in in New York, we've already experienced it. The Ziegfeld closed a few years ago. There's like no big theaters here. Ziegfeld was our uh, that's our Christmas Day movie theater. Totally, because it's not like the greatest. I mean, the seats are not very comfortable. Right, but that theater is everything. Oh, giant and- chandelier and the whole yeah everything yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, good popcorn. A lot of it is like where good popcorn is. I mean, I if like the Angelica, like even though those seats are like so uncomfortable, I you're stuffed in or film forum. Film yeah. forum is better because it's like a raked. I love that rake. Well, then they, they yeah they did do a renovation recently, but no, but the uh, Angelica is crazy because and I love it, but literally like you're gonna hear a subway for twenty percent of that film. <laughs> like you can, but I don't it's care. Even, no, it's okay. It's all good. I love it. I love it. So I don't know, but like, I think movie theaters have become like safe. There's, you know, like, like home, like, you know, if you're a kid and you're like, well, I'm on base, I'm safe. I, that's my base, yeah. you know, like wherever you go and whatever city, you know, we're sort of, you know, you're always going to a new place and sort of there's a nomadic lifestyle yeah. with being an actor. And so I feel like, you know, and, and it's our job. So I, I love to watch people do it and hopefully do it better, you know, so that I can steal all their ideas and put it into something I want to do. You know, I love that inspo of like going to see movies and seeing old movies, like film forum. I, I, I love that place. I love going to see movies there so much. And so that, that I, I, I miss, but so it's Australia is, it's it's beautiful. It's dreaming. It's what Ben and Melissa said. So that was already like a win to sort of, you know, sort of go back to some sense of normalcy. 
Um, and then to get to work with those two, it's, they're it really quite, nice. They're really nice. They are super crazy. It's almost you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, but like, it must be, I mean, you've obviously done a lot of this and you've done a lot of big comedy, very successful comedy, but it has to always be a nice like validation when like the Adam McKay and the Will Ferrell say, welcome to our party or the Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone say like, yeah, you're one of us. We trust you to play that, this game. I, that was, and, and, uh, yeah, it that it's funny. It's the feeling I had when I got the call on like a Saturday. I remember my agent, like sometimes when I don't get it, like, you know, everybody, every actor is like goes through periods where it feels a little dry, if you will. And my agent, Eddie Oblons, he said to me, he goes, Bib, Bibby, your life can change with a phone call. Just wait. And I remember it was like Sam had left for London. I was in this house rental in LA. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be here. And then I guess I'll go back to New York and maybe go see Sam in London. I was like, cause I didn't know what work looked like, you know, right. like, you know, pandemic. And uh, a friend of mine is directing a bunch of these episodes and he is good friends, Michael McDonald, who was on Mad TV. And um, he taught Melissa and Ben at the Groundlings. Oh, wow. And he's one of the funniest human beings. He's so, he's like a laser. He's so fast. and. Um, my phone rang at 8.30 on a Saturday night. And I was, yes, already in bed uh, watching uh, Pretend It's a City because I was missing New York City. Obsessed with that and, show. I binged that uh, like crazy. Oh my God. I still just, I go back and watch it. It was like, it, it comforted me so much that it would put me to sleep in like, <laughs> the, it was like a cradle. I don't know how Fran became my cradle, but she was my cradle. And totally. I love how... Uh, Scorsese is so um, amused by her. Like the oh way he, his <laughs> face, it's the cutest. So um, anyway, yes, you're so, in bed watching Family Boys. And, and, the, and the phone rings from an unknown caller and I pick it up and it's Michael and he goes, hey, I, I'm, I'm gonna, Ben and Melissa and I want you to do this thing. And, and, and I just wanna know, is it something you would do? And I was like, what? What, why are you saying it like, do I want to? It's like, I get to play Satan and they're touched by God. And he's like, all your scenes are pretty much with them. And it's really fun. He's like, if I were, if I were, this is the part I would want to play. And I was like, what? And he kept saying, are you? And I was like, why are you saying that? What's the yeah, downfall? Stop like, selling, we're okay. We're stop, yeah, <laughs> you had me at like, do you want to go to Australia? I would have been like in a banana costume being like, hey guys. Um, and so- yeah, and then the scripts came, and two weeks later, I was on a on a plane. And also, before I left, I had to learn how to ride like ride a motorcycle, and it was just crazy. I mean, and then you get here, and they're so nice. They're just, I know, and and they love a set that's really easygoing, and they constantly are. Any idea you have, they're like, yeah, 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 try it, try it. And then you do something and then Melissa's like, oh, maybe it's like, it's just collaborative in yeah. the most wonderful sense of the word. So not only are you working, you're working on something that's really fun, but you're also working with people who inspire you. And I don't know, I come home from work and I feel like that was a good day at the office. Well, and remind you like how it can be in its best 
iteration, right? Like that it doesn't have to feel like shitty or doesn't have to be egos on the set and it can just be a collective cooperative fun time (laughs) what do you think why do you think that happens what is that fear based like when people get like it has to be right like i think a lot of it is insecurities it's just they they manifest in shitty ways for unfortunately some people and they lash out i mean which is ironic that people create uh, an environment for creativity in a fear-based right create a a fear-based environment and then say hey come be fearless right right make just go swing for the fences yeah and then they've done nothing to give you a bedrock that's sturdy and safe and so yeah it's funny though you mentioned like melissa like it's like and something about some of these comedians it's like I've I've done a lot with Sandler over the years, and he infamously creates that same kind of environment. It's like they, yeah. at a certain level you get to, and maybe it's like, you know, they realize that as important as anything is creating a just happy environment and like. Well, maybe also they're just saying like life's short, and why do we want to work with assholes? And I, always say, I always say that it's like there's so much talent in your industry that it's like why do we have to reward the assholes we can just like, there are 10 other people that are really talented that just by luck or lack thereof are waiting so yeah fuck I you think guys bring on the other the nice folks and there's also this thing that like well only this and there's like very few people like i think sammy is a like i don't know how many sammy's i don't know how many joaquin phoenixes are right, out right. there right you know like i didn't I don't know if there's another Phil. Like that's that yeah. that's like a mold broken, you know. You know, here yeah. How many Meryl Streeps are there? I don't know, you know, like, but come down one notch from that. <laughs> right, exactly. We got a lot of people in that one. Yeah. And and they're talented and they're funny and they're kind and they're great. They might not just be as well known. I mean, there is this idea that. I think it's kind of bullshit, this idea of like, well, it sells foreign, like foreign somehow is like how people get parts. And it's like, I remember being, I I was talking to producers, talking about financing and going through their list of like, what, what gets foreign. Right. I remember talking to somebody and I was like, we should get James Corden because I'd seen him in one man, two govs. And I was like, this would be great. And they were like, I was like, he just did this play. It's on Broadway. It's called One Man, Two Gloves. This guy is a star. Yeah. He's perfect for this part. We would be so lucky to have him. And they were like, and I remember the Princess producer said, I mean, Broadway, nobody really cares. Nobody cares about Broadway. Nobody cares about theater. And I dropped out of the project. I was like, that, we don't speak. Yeah. You don't speak the same language. You're it's you're speaking subscribing to like yeah, they're subscribing to some algorithm in their head and not like just kind of simple. Yeah. The simple way to go is just like that person is talented, that person has it, which is kind of apparent to anybody with a eye for or nose for this stuff. So yeah. And and like I think like a month later he got in in, in the woods or into the woods or whatever that right, musical right. with Meryl Streep and and like you know, I just, I think it's, it's so arrogant to think 
And, and, you know, and like, you never know what somebody's next, like you sort of pass on somebody and they end up getting, you know, it's just, I, I yeah. think I, I'm always impressed with directors and, and uh, studios that make bold choices and sort of think outside the box and stuff. I, I want to uh, get into a little bit of the new project for a sec because here's okay so Jupiter's uh, Legacy is the project it's on Netflix I binged it truly like before I knew I was going to talk to you I was all in really um yeah no truly amazing so do you uh, like that do you like do you love that world do you love I I do but I'm not I don't watch it all I don't love it all I'll be honest I liked what I mean I liked a lot about this I hadn't read the source material I knew Mark Miller a bit from Kick-Ass etc um but I liked isn't this he is a piece a, of work? Isn't oh, he a man. piece of work? I mean, he, <laughs> he's a personality. Yeah, he is. I mean, he sends me, I just got an email from him. He's like, hey, sis, I just love, he just calls me sis. So, <laughs> I was like, he's like a, a P.T. Barnum of his own making. He can like he sell. Is. Yeah, I think. And, and he's like, I think he was like a doctor or like, he's like, oh, really? he, or he, he didn't come. He's not from that world. Like, mm. I think he was like a scientist or like in the med, like some thing and started writing comics. Amazing. It's like, it's re- that I found really interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, no, but I was going to say, I mean, no, this is super ambitious. Like I like, I like, I like big swings in virtually anything. Yeah. And this is like spans decades. And it's like, it's stuff that could on paper, maybe not work. You're like, Oh my God, they're going to play two, two different ages and it's going to be multi-generational. And it's really, Yes, it's about superheroes, but it's kind of like, you know, Godfather two of superhero stories. That's, that's way, big right? stuff to go after. Yeah. Um, I do think, yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's not usually my genre, right. superhero stuff. I, I also think it's been done like Dead. I mean, like Deadpool, I loved. Right. Uh, I mean, I think the first Iron Man. I don't think they ever got it better than that. I think that's like a perfect film. I think Favreau and and Downey like yep. done, done, number one. <laughs> it is like, it's perfection. Yep. Um, uh, but, you know, it's been done and, and there've been uh, versions of it that have been done really well. And so I was yeah. like, how do you reinvent this wheel? And so I like that aspect of like future, either present, past. Um, and it is, it's big, like to try to do, and, and by no means am I saying it's Godfather too, but it was interesting that somebody swung for a fence that was that fence. Yeah. So to go, this is this thing. I don't know. Will people stick with it? I hope they do. I thought it was interesting. I, I also felt like, how do you play a superhero? Because then you're playing somebody like that. That doesn't make sense to me as an actor. Right. So I remember, you know, I break all my scripts with my acting coach, this guy, Terry Knickerbocker, same guy Sammy works with. Right. And uh, he taught at the school. Oddly, Sam and I went to the same acting school. I was going to say, when I was reading up, because I've talked to Sam so many times and Esper always comes up and I had no idea yeah. that was part of your start too. That's crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy. Uh, he finished school before me because he's older. <laughs> and, um, and I did my first year, I studied with Maggie Flanagan. And I did my first year and I was, I was 19 in my first year. And then I just remember her saying your life experience, what, what brings you to life separates you from every actor. And she was tough on me and she was really tough on me, but I think she believed in me. So she, 
she was like, you're going to get away. The doors are going to open for you. I feel like because of the way you look or whatever it's going to be, but I want you to be tough as nails and I want you to be good, which was amazing. But still I would weep all the time because she would rip me a new asshole constantly and like push me, like push to go far. They had go deeper, go deeper. But I remember her saying that your, your life experiences, what brings you to life separates you from every actor. And I was like, I, I took a, I took a, a leave of absence from my first year to my second year. And I was modeling was my bartending job. Like it was like what paid my bills. Right. And I was like, I can go to Europe and I, I can see the world and have experiences. I'm going to do this because I knew I wasn't going to be, I'm not like, it wasn't, I was never going to, it was just like a bartending job for me. I knew I wasn't going to be some like great model. I didn't have that sort of like, it was just, but it paid my bills. Right. So, and I knew I wanted it to end because I wanted to be an actor and I wanted that to be my bread and butter. So she let me go and Sam, so I, and somebody else dropped out of the class. So there were two spots empty and my spot, one of the spots got filled with Sam's uh, best friend, Ivan Martin, who came in and then, which is this weird yeah. sort of world. And then I came back and I finished my two-year program with her. Um, okay. I so, Sorry, we got sidetracked from, yeah. uh, I don't know how we got uh, there. Oh my God. Who knows? I ramble like. That's okay. Like, so do I. A like a rose. Um, I think we're talking about breaking scripts. Uh, uh, Terry. Uh, I don't know. That's okay. So we, we but we were in Jupiter's uh, legacy. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I so you mentioned obviously Iron Man. So you have some association. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So did, had you ever been up for like superhero stuff? Like in the intermittent no. years? Really? No. No, I think also because you're in that world, like Marvel has done it and you're like, well, you're Christine That's, Everhart. This is yeah. the person you are. And then I wasn't like, you know, 28 or, you know, I was like, and then right. I never thought I'd sort of put on a suit when I was in my forties, like as a woman, they'll do that with a man, but as a woman, right. kind of have you do that, you know, there's still that thing. And so that was interesting. I know what I was saying. I was saying when you look at the part when you when I looked at like superhero stuff I was like oh, it's right. been done so well right. you know and then when it came I was like I was intrigued honestly with putting on putting on that fucking suit I was like I want to fly I want to learn how to fight I want to learn how to do all of that stuff I mean not that I do it that great and like I'm a slow learner but I am tenacious and I I try really hard but I I loved I remember sitting there looking at the script and going, how do you play a, like the strongest person in the world? Like there's no, right. where are your cracks? Like your cracks are what are interesting. Like that, those are the, the hooks you have into the character, like creating this bedrock for the character. Yep. And I remember this moment I was, and I said it to Josh, I said, we were talking about something and I said, it's like we're doctors. And he said, what? And I said, it's like we're doctors who are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. And we live together. We can't take breaks. We can't take, like, I was like, what? It was just this moment. I was like, what does that do to yeah, the relationship? The emotional toll. Yeah, yeah, that's real. And, that, and <laughs> that, so- That you can relate to. Like, oh, I get it I can now. relate. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, and then I was like, oh, this is about human relationship. This isn't about saving the world. 
Right. I mean, there is one thing about the code and how to live your life and doing the right thing and power. And that's one part of it. But then there's this family dynamic about relationship. I think there's also, do we become our parents, which I found interesting. My, my mom passed away um, in 2018 and it happened suddenly. And I had to go the the next week and film a movie because I was producing the movie and in it. And I didn't, I like, we had the funeral and then I went right to work. Wow. You know, you can't be sick. You can't have people, you know, you just gotta, right. the show must go on. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then we went right into Jupiter's and I was doing press and somebody was talking about Grace Kennedy, the character I play lady Liberty. And I started talking and I was like, I realized it was, she's like my mother and like that some part of me, because I was looking at my mother's life and my mother was very much like a young Grace Kennedy. She was, she was just sort of self-made. She, she worked in politics. She worked in like a very male dominated world. Uh, she worked in political campaigns. She was fearless. She was bold. She was bright. She just was, she, you know, my father died when I was three and my, I, three older sisters and she raised us and like never felt like we were without because she hustled. She had a hustle about her and she was beautiful and funny and vivacious and still no nonsense and was very honest about the world with me. And mm. she was like a cat on a hot tin roof. Like she always landed on her feet. And, uh, and then as she got older, I saw that sort of change and I saw a fearfulness set in with her. And towards the end of her life, I just didn't recognize who she was. Yeah. And which was very hard for me uh, with my relationship with her. I mean, she changed political views. She changed wow. so many things. It was like, like we were going, we were going over here and she was like, no, we're going to Albuquerque. And I was like, no, 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 we're going, yeah. we're going to Paris. And she's like, no, yeah. we're going over here. So it was so upsetting, but also got me. I was like, I am not going to be that way. And right. that can't happen. And, you know, you start, and when someone dies, it makes you think about your own life and it makes you think about your own mortality and how, how I wanted to do it different. And, um, and then, and I was like, I just don't, I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to be that way. And then I play this character who suddenly the same thing has happened to her like life has happened and she sort of has lost her voice and she's towing a company line and she's so busy keeping all these other balls in the air and keeping, trying to keep her family together and trying to keep her relationship with her husband together and trying to be good at her job. And she doesn't have any fucking friends. She doesn't yeah. have time for friends. And I, all of a sudden I was like, it just, I realized there was something very similar. So I, not that I was, I think it was subconscious sort of on a subconscious somehow working its way. Well, that's what through. you do. That's your, that's, <laughs> that's your craft yeah. is yeah. some of it's conscious and some of it's going to be subconscious. Yeah. Subconscious, but that, that, I don't know. It's, it's interesting how, you know, how we get older and fear just settles it. I hate it. A, I a hate lot of that, fear. a lot of what you said just resonated. I mean, my, my dad passed this past year and it was. I'm so yeah, sorry. Thank you. And, so and to you as well. I mean, it's, uh, and my mom's thankfully still around, but yeah, I mean, that's huge existential questions that you, we, we faced, aren't they? I mean, they're. 
But Josh, isn't it fascinating? I, I, I'm curious, two, two things have happened. Suddenly how you, it doesn't matter how old you are, you start to think about your own mortality. And life. And, and then you're like quickly like how it's all shooting by so fast. Yep. And then the second thing that happened, and, and I had this feeling, and I, I remember somebody who had lost both of their parents said this to me. They said, do you feel like an orphan? And I went, yes. I, I didn't want to say it because it felt like almost narcissistic to say and they said no it's it's a weird thing and I said and you know uh, at my age do they say I feel like an or like it just I feel like you're just all of a sudden become a little kid who wants their parents and did you have that did you when your father passed is there is like an that I, that orphany sort of yeah I think we, we bell we, we, ringing we're not on our own but we are like at a certain point like even if they you weren't turning to them for that kind of support that we did when we were eight or 10, knowing that even in the back of our brains, they were there. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. yeah. And I also feel like overnight, I'm like, looked in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I just suddenly literally turned into my dad. <laughs> like, right. Overnight, overnight. Yeah, I was listening to Sarah Silverman. I follow her on right. um, Instagram and she, she was talking about, she had, um, in her podcast, she did this thing on that she put on like um, a reels or something. I'm so bad with that stuff with Instagram. Um, the worst. Um, but she was talking about aging and she was talking about her sister, who's a rabbi. And she said, my sister never looks in the mirror. and She's so happy. She never worried about it. And like, there's just this inner glow. It's like, I think there's that thing about, there's this, um, story I think it was like in the New York Times ages ago like on New Year's Day mm -hmm. and they were saying that on New Year's Day there's a load of birthdays because when refugees come into the country they just give them they because they don't have an actual birthday like a right. month and like they're like I was born in the year of the flood or I was born in the year of the thing like there's no right so their age is kind of unknown so they uh, we give them, America gives them a January 1st birthday. I don't know. I, I forget what happened with the like year or whatever, but I know they all got like, so the story was about how there's a lot of birthdays on January 1st with mm -hmm. people in America. And, and it got me thinking like, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Like what, what is a, like if age is the thing, like how old would you be? Like right. what, how old do you, like, what is it? Because I don't feel the number I am. Thankfully, near do I. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but do you know what I mean? But when you say yeah. that you look in the mirror and suddenly you look like your father and like sure. you, right? And you all of a sudden, like, my, I feel like my eyes suddenly have like, I wear readers now. They're chic caddis readers. Right. But <laughs> I was like, when am I, like that sort of thing. Like that, that's, I think like to tie it to Jupiter's, I think it's fun to like, that was like something that was enticing to me to feel like a bad, I, I don't know. I think like yeah. some part of me, I was like, I want to be a badass. I want to do this. And like feel strong and feel like that. Well, it's also interesting. I mean, obviously you're a very intelligent person. So, you know, especially for actresses, no, don't it's, it's, it's definitive for actresses, mm -hmm. like shamefully for the history of acting, yeah. We put these like shelf Caps. life, 
Yeah. And it these shifts. Oh, and it you, happens and, all the time. I see like Sam's like love interest is like in their 30s. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Amy yeah. Ryan would be a great option for you. You know, like, right. I mean, and, and, and he's always like, that's, he's, the, he doesn't see, like, he's never, but it's like, just what the studio did or this or yeah. that. It is a weird thing. It's a, it's unfair. I think it's changing. I think there is like, you know, something that I hope that changes. It, it sucks. Because were, were you like, aware I, of that from the start? I mean, especially having, you know, a good question Especially, like the, the, you know the modeling background and so much of that is traded on youth and being very aware because of who you were and how beautiful you are and were and like nice. so like that that's part of your identity i i remember my mother saying to me and and this probably has to do with my dad dying when i was very young you know when my dad died i was three kim was seven bev was nine i think trisha was 17 and and he died suddenly at work like he was young it wow. was a, a terrible accident and um i don't remember a lot like it, it must have it must have been very traumatic like my childhood is very like i don't remember like it's fragmented because i just think there was it was just so traumatic and impactful sure. that it it did do that but i remembered a at a one of my first things that my mother teaching me was that you never depend on a man. You never depend on anybody but yourself because life, life can pull the rug out from under you. So you always have a plan B, you have a plan C, you always have a hustle, you always have a side, you have, you gotta like just feeling like, so I just remember feeling like you just have to be ahead of it. Like, yeah. and I don't know if it was about aging, it was more about life is happening and it's going to throw you curveballs and you have to be you have to be ready for it and i think that's sort of like i don't i don't know i feel like in a way maybe she was just very honest about like don't and don't rest on anything cuz well, all she'd this been shit, she sounds like she lived quite quite the life and not to mention losing her husband at that age so suddenly yeah. like she she had that harsh lesson of like yeah and also like you can't like if you if you base it on looks, that shit fades. I'll tell you what doesn't fade, like a craft, like something you're good at that nobody else can do. Uh, your brain, that doesn't fade. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. So I think I think that's why I really it's important for me to constantly like it's why, like, even when I break down my scripts, I work with Terry. It feels like going back to acting school again. It's like when you're because it's like nerve wracking, but it's also so inspiring and you're you're just collaborating with somebody and it feels like a masterclass every time you break a script with him. Yeah. And and it makes me feel like I'm constantly not resting on any laurels or I'm trying to stay stay. Like what I what this sauce is, nobody else has. Yep. And that's all I have. And I don't know what beauty, like whatever. I don't know what that means, but like if I can be a funny ass bitch and come in and be bold and bright, I don't know, you know, then that's what I've got. Or if yeah. to do that. So that's, I think makes me feel, um, cause I can't, I can't change father time. 
Right. And I can't change. Yeah. yeah. And I can't change a studio exec saying "Eh, too old or this or that. I can't change that. But if I'm fucking good at the job, I have a better shot of them being like undeniable in that way. Right. Right. And that's the only swing I, I guess I can sort of take like that. Cause otherwise then you'll just be really angry about everything. And you know, it is what it is. I guess it happens everywhere, but I do fucking love what we do. I do love, guys, do you guys talk? Love like, acting. Do you guys talk acting? Like, I mean, he lives for this too. All of this stuff. Is he there? Oh yeah. It's like, he's sitting over. He just came in. He's listening. Uh, Josh just <laughs> asked, do we talk acting? All we do is talk about acting. We talk about it. Okay. Um, But we talk about acting all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. I mean, we watch movies all the time. We talk about performances. I was like looking, I was, I had a scene and I I have to sort of lose my shit in the scene. And so I was like looking up inspiration. I was like looking at full metal jacket and I was looking at all this stuff and Julia and Moore just, and Magnolia, just full on I, like meltdown. By the way, I should have. I didn't. It was more. It was more like a drill sergeant. It was more like. Oh, I see. Yo, I'm fucking this. Got up. it. And I looked up five easy pieces, the diner scene. And I remember I just sent it to Sam. He was in London. I was like, here you go. Here's a. It's just such a good scene. I mean, Jack Nicholson. That scene, the way it's shot. That that's a best. that movie's like the best. So I don't know. It's like. I feel lucky that I feel lucky to be with a partner who I used to think, Oh, you never want to date an actor. Gross. Oh no. Oh no. And then I got Rockwell and he's so kind and he's, he's so wonderful with, he's a good human. So he always, I think I've become a better actor being with him. I remember Maggie Flanagan said something. Um, I went in and audited one of her classes like in New York. And I was like, hey, can I just come audit a class? Like see what your second year students are doing. She's like, yeah, come in. So it's back when she was still teaching. And I remember sitting in there and watching these second year students do their scenes. And I was like having like PTSD of being in like school and being like, oh God, I know what you're feeling. And, and then she would always sit and talk to the class. And she said something that made me laugh really hard, but it's true. She said, you sort of like telling them to get their shit together and you know what every acting you know come back you need make make bolder choices do this but she said don't hang out with bad actors they're like the plague <laughs> they'll bring you down well you you went the right route then yeah i know and i was like oh it's true i'm lucky it's like <laughs> you know it was like sam's friends billy critter phil hoffman they're like they're, they're good yeah. they're good people you know um but yeah i also you know I, we, it's like, we're nerds about it. We love it. You know, I'm sure that like doctors hang out and talk about doctory things and, you know, <laughs> but I, you, was, this, I was going to say this, this time is flying by. So I want to make sure I get one of our producers questions in here. Jen Caden uh, wanted me to ask you, speaking of Sam, would you like to do another role with Sam? Uh, you actually yeah. haven't really shared much screen time with him over the years at all. We've never really done a movie. I mean, we've done we had like a baby scene and I, that was nothing. Right. Uh, I did, I did a part, he did this um, movie called. Um, Is it the Jared uh, Hess movie? Don. Yes, uh, Don Verdeen. Yeah. And, but, and then Jared asked me to do it, but I just did it because it, I had really, Sam and I had a scene, but 
I was really, I just wanted to be with Danny McBride because I played Danny's wife and I'm such a fan of his. Oh, yeah. And he's the best, we yeah. did, he's the best. And we didn't yeah. know him. And um, so were we, did we, weren't we all in Sundance with you? Did we all do it? Yeah. And didn't it go like crazy? Cause it was also like Sam and Danny and me and then, and Jermaine. Yes, yes. And da Danny is like one of my favorites because he, everything I've done with him over the years off the rails, so talented, like one of the best improvisers I've ever seen, period. One, and again, a really nice person. I know, and yeah. And how they, they run like their company with David Gordon Green and Jody, like again, just, you know, he lives in South Carolina. Like, right. like Danny they has cracked it the code. Figured. They figured it out. Yep. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa and Ben, Will, Adam McKay, and Danny McBride. I think they've all cracked it to be like, we're gonna yeah. I, I think Seth and, and his Seth Rogue, like Evan, those yep. guys, Yeah, they've really like figured it out. So um, so yeah, I did that movie really to I just wanted to work with Danny because I'm like a little leech. Like, give me somebody funny and I'm just gonna try to leech. I yeah. think you'll make me funnier. So, so we did that, but I don't think we we really we have done anything. I I have this fantasy of us doing so. I would like to do a play with Sam. Oh my god! I would like to do something. We did a play reading once, and I remember the like it was something, and the our characters got into a fight, and like our we were just like in our house, like it was like all a bunch of actors were all reading doing this play reading, and everyone sort of got quiet, and I remember they're like. That was that was interesting. Like oh. it was like that was interesting. But as the so that I in my head I have like a fantasy of doing a play with him. That feels that would really be epic. Cool. That would be perfect. Yeah. Come back to New York. Yeah. I know. I want to. I miss theater. Well, That's they say that they said they set a date September hundred percent capacity New York theater. You know the last play we saw we saw. Lori Metcalf do, um, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. I bow at that altar. Like I, I bow, I drink from the sacred cups. I like Lori Metcalf to me. I think I saw Doll's House part two, three times. Cause she was, I mean, she's epic. Yeah. And nobody, nobody tears a stage up like that woman. And it was really something to behold. And Rupert Everett was really good. I thought it was a great production. I missed Rupert it. Rupert Everett was amazing. It was, they were incredible. And I was like, Rupert Everett as like George, all right. right. And then it was, honey, right? It was amazing. It was incredible. It was incredible. Sam just said it's, <laughs> it was. She's an animal. She's, Sam just said Lori Metcalf is an, she's a beast. She's an animal. She she, I mean, I just want a tenth of what she has. I just want, a, like, she to me is fierce. Yeah. And she's like, God, she's so good. You guys will get on the, on the stage together and I will be there. I also am, am, like many Marvel fans, resentful that I feel like your two characters are like the only ones that haven't been revisited in like 10 years. So I feel like that's way overdue. Justin Hammer and Christine, what is up with that? I know Sam with his little, like his little spray tanned hands. Do you notice that about that character? It's my favorite thing. He, he, he. Just the hands were spray tanned? No, he. I remember seeing it and they were like, your hands are spray tan because he would get, he wanted to spray tan for the character. And 
I remember watching him get spray tanned in the back of the house. And I was like, boo, don't touch yourself. You'll get it on your hands. And nobody, you don't have suntan on your palms or on the bottom of your feet. And he would do it and then put his hands on his hips or do this. And so his hands are brown, which is like, actually seems like the greatest character choice that Justin Hammer is such an egomaniac. He's like, no, my tan, my hands are the, my hands actually tan. They're, they're, look at it. They're brown. They're like this an orange demands brown. further exploration, I think, <laughs> in a Disney Plus series, the, the hands um, of Justin Hammer. Yes. Hey, so you really like, you love, you love superhero. Look at me. Look at the, can't you see from the glasses? Yeah, I'm a big old nerd. I went to like sci-fi conventions when I was a kid. You, as a kid? Yeah, I went to Star Trek conventions. Okay. I was a whole, so here, by the way, I watched this panel, this WonderCon panel you did. Was that for real? You or a bit that I missed that you got like all the comic book trivia, like it was bizarre. So Mark and I, it was Mark's idea. And I- (laughs) It got me, it got me. Good, Josh Jamel, it totally got Josh. Ben Daniels, he was so pissed. He was like, that's not true. I memorized the answers. I wasn't cheating on the day. I had them memorized. Well, this is a compliment. You are clearly an excellent actor because I totally bought it. And I was, but that's why I was confused in this conversation. You're like, comic books are not my thing. I'm like, she had me. She got me. I got it. You know, I, I like, I tell you what I love about comic books. Like what I loved about Jupiter's legacy, Jupiter's circle as I love opening that comic book and the art heavy metal mm-hmm. heavy metal to me like that the artwork is is so incredible frank i thought frank quietly did such an i love his the artwork in in all the jupiter's series i mean and my fondest I, memories as a kid were but like going to the movies and hanging out the comic book store so this combines all my loves <laughs> i love it I'm, it makes me happy that you you liked it i i appreciated in that show, I, I appreciate, there was like a lot of things that got cracked for me. I got to fly, I got, I, I got to live out some, I didn't realize that I wanted to put on a suit and pretend to be that strong. There was something really confidence building about yeah. playing a character like that. But I also really enjoyed playing um, them in the, ninth, in the 20s. I loved, all of those clothes. I'd never done a period movie or show or anything like that. So I really enjoyed that. And our costume designer is this woman, Liz Wolf, and she did such an incredible job with the building the super suits and then all of our costumes in in the twenties. I thought everyone looked amazing. I hope no, people stay with stay with it. And- I mean, I would have just checked. I really would have checked out. And I thought, I think the ensemble is really excellent. I think the kids are good. I think like, you know, some of the episodes dive deep into certain characters. So it kind of like, it doesn't follow kind of a very conventional. And I mean that in a good way, narrative path. Yeah. It takes these but side also, street, you know. It, but that's the fear though, because people, you know, is a appetite for quick and right, right. what's in, you know, people. So that's like my fear, but I really like, I really was impressed with episodes like five, six, seven, and eight. Um, Charlotte Brandstrom, I think, was our director on five and six. And then seven and eight is this uh, director, Mark Yopst, okay. J-O-O-B-S-T, Yopst. <laughs> and fun um, to say. Yeah, it's very fun to say. And he, I remember what was written on the page and what I saw in seven and eight. I was, I just 
I just emailed him last night because I was like, it's incredible what you did because that world wasn't on the page. Yeah. And here's a weird fun fact about the show. So we were supposed to go to an island, you know, and you hear islands. So you think like sunny, hot, we're in Morocco. It should be an island. Like, so it was sort of written like that. And then timing and everything that happened, we couldn't, we couldn't go and we couldn't get there. And it was like a whole shit show. So we had to shoot it in Toronto and it was October going into November. And I remember thinking, okay, well, we're going to shoot it. All right. It's going to be what it's going to be. And it was almost this moment where like art was imitating life because we, we shot the scene where we're going through the woods. We find this tree and it's probably like 55 degrees, 60 degrees, like a crisp fall day, but beautiful. And that afternoon we were shooting in, in another part of the forest and it fucking started to snow and not like a dusting, but like a snow. And we stopped production and everyone started freaking out. Like, what are we doing? And then the forecast was like, oh no, it's gonna, it's gonna snow. And is that fun to have that in the background? Where's Waldo? Where's Rockwell? Where's Rockwell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's the best. Um, and it started to snow and to Mark's, he just rode with it. And he was like, this is great. We're going to use it. So that snow was all real. I mean, it snowed so much and then it melted. And then we were on another location that was like, it, it, so it sort of, I thought, I found it really worked yeah. Yeah. so well. And I also found it cool to watch a director because um, I, I know it must've been very stressful for him. I can imagine. Yeah. And he rolled with and it. figure out how to yes. make it work. Yeah. It's, it was so cool to me. And, you know, and he never sort of like, he's, he comes from theater. So he, he gives you, pl- I mean, he, listen, he gives you a lot of rope to hang yourself with as an actor. But if you've got, if you come prepared, you're going to soar. Like he's, you're going to fucking hook it onto a tree and climb it. Like he's <laughs> like, he, he just doesn't, he's not just like, go here, go here, go here. He really, and I, it was fun to work with a director who felt to give you that. Cause usually in television, sometimes they yeah. can be a little narrow yeah. and he, he just was the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really impressed with that because I just know that must be so stressful as a director, you know, and, well, and it happens on films too, all the time. I don't know if you can hear all the sirens and motorcycles behind me. New York is beckoning you guys back. I hope, I hope I when to. next we speak or see each other, we're back home. But we I also have a drink. Want... Let's have a drink in New York. We, I would love what, that. Does, does Sammy have your phone number? He does. We've got, we've got okay. our, I've got his email. Yeah. Um, okay, great. But I appreciate that. And I would love nothing more than to see you both because you are both the best. We haven't, we really honestly just scratch the service. We didn't even get into like back in the old days, popular, et cetera. But that's, I guess, for the ah, next path. Um, my beloved popular. You know, I'm know. still, I'm still like besties with Carly Pope. I saw that she popped up in the movie you produced. That's amazing. I know. I called her. I said, will you do me a favor? Will you just come? You are way overqualified to do this, but I think it's kind of a, I, I want to, I, I know that they're going to want other, my producers, I, I, I'm going to convince them that we need to pay. I want a real. So Georgia King came, who was again, overqualified, but Carly and Georgia came out, but I just thought, Oh, wouldn't it be funny car? If like, you're, you're just so mean to me. It's like the opposite Brooke and Sam. 
the best. And um, <laughs> she's she's the best. She's the best. I love her. I I I really cradle the fact that she's still in my life, and like was, still in my life in like a very deep, yeah, deep meaningful. I mean, we went through so many firsts. That was a special experience for everyone involved, clearly. Like that yeah. it hit at the right time for, for a lot of you folks from behind the camera and in front. So it, it, yeah, remain, and and people, it remains a, a cult class. I mean, people love it. People still watch people, and talk about it. It's beloved. It's so yeah. weird. They always, Entertainment Weekly or some, some magazine like that always wants to do, I get a call to every couple of years. Like we want to do uh, like a cover photo with, like the way they did with Dawson's Creek. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And then it always falls apart. And I'm like, who in the cast doesn't want to do it? There's somebody in that For cast. For the record, it is it. not Leslie Bibb. It's not Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb and Carly Pope are going to do it. They're in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I'm sure like, I think, you know, we were all sort of like, didn't take it. You, you take it for granted. You're like, yeah. I was 24. Carly was 18. Right. And you just sort of were like, Oh, this happens. You get on a hit television show. Oh, you get this. And then you're sort of like, you don't appreciate it. I don't yeah. think I appreciated what it was. And yeah, I really, I, I'm, I, I love it. I'm very fond of it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if like, I think like, it was like, oh, it's a CW or, you know, or it's a WB, like some, I'm sure I was like an like oh I, it's what, yeah. it, as you say age probably has a huge part of it and where yeah. you were at in your career like I mean and everybody was like because then you would do you would do television and or movies it was like the opposite and we're like right. everybody wanted to do movies it wasn't like it is now it wasn't I gotta like, go do the skulls I'm getting out of popular <laughs> <laughs> do that revelatory the skulls I'm gonna go do C spot run <laughs> hey there's some love for the skulls out there too there uh, is oddly there is. some weird love I. I mean, I don't know, maybe critics don't like my movies, but I feel like people, I don't even, but I don't even read, I don't read. You're read good. You've got, you got plenty to be proud of on that resume more than yeah. your share. And, but, um, yeah. but people are, people are nice about it. It's nice. It's nice. Like I, I feel, I feel lucky that I've worked consistently my whole life. It just like, and I feel grateful and lucky that I was my mom sent in those photos to the Oprah Winfrey show because I would have never gone to New York City. I had no idea that was where it started either, by the way. Like, talk about yeah. crazy stories. Yeah, oh Oprah Winfrey. And I would have never gone to New York. I was I was going to go to UVA. I would have, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know how I would have got, I don't know how I would have gotten to New York. And so um, I am so grateful for all of those pieces because Honestly, I, I, I could, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. I, I don't, I think I would be living a life that I wasn't, I would feel this deep, um, right. Loss. Longing. Yeah. Or something. Longing. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. know what it was, you know, and I feel I'm, I, I just, I'm just glad like every, you know, Dean Winters was like my boyfriend and, and he was going to Esper and I was like, he's like, oh, yeah, you should go to this school. It's a really good school. And you know, he broke my heart, but like, thank God he got me to Esper. <laughs> right. I'll take that broken heart, you know, like, but yeah. like finding that at like 19 and I just, you know, New York in the nineties is pretty special. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun time to be there. So yeah, I, I look back, it's, 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 it's been, um, 
it's been pretty fucking rad. You know? <laughs> it's pretty good. The, that's the way to put the bow on it. Well, a little walk, yeah. a lot of talent. And um, honestly, congrats on, on Jupiter's legacy. I'm, I'm psyched for this new one in Australia. It sounds like that's going to be awesome. That's a Netflix Great. project too, right? That'll be probably, yeah. I guess, next year or something. Um, um, yeah, yeah. We, we're doing two seasons. So oh, I think, the, yeah, so they're just doing them back to back. Uh, so next year will be season one. And then, you know, I don't know when they'll do the other one. But the, I'm going to tell you something. Ben and Melissa are, they're so ridiculous. They're so funny. And the stuff that comes out, Ben wrote all of them. He's not directing any of them. He's, it's he and Melissa together. And they've been touched by God to save mankind and save the world. And <laughs> at first I thought you were talking about real life. That, could, that also could be true. Also, that is kind of true. I do feel like, <laughs> I do think there is an importance to laughter in the world, you know, and I think that they, they help us with that. But just the two of them together, I mean, they're so funny. I mean, I do love, I love their love of each other. They're, yeah. They really are, they're so tender and, and so support, like, as corny as that sounds, we're so supportive of one another. And I love watching that. I love watching that within a couple, you know, it's, you don't see it that often. And I have an amazing, I have, a, I have an amazing photo of the three of us when they came into do my podcast actually. And I, you've probably seen, I've probably done it with you, this happy, sad, confused photos that I do sometimes where it's like three different expressions. But what we did together was we did like an awkward, like prom photo where it's the three of us basically on top of each other. I'll send it to you too, if you want to see it, but it's, um, yes. they're the best is the long, long the short of it. They're game and fun and sweet and nice. And if there's any lesson from this conversation is let the, we'll just be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be, I don't think the road, I think there was like something that I think it, we used to think if it, if we're doing real art, it has to be hard. Or it has be, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be hard and it's yeah. gotta be like, Gah. and listen, I am good. Like I am prepared within an inch of my life. Like I don't come in. I, I, I don't have time for people who show up and don't are not memorized. I don't right. have like, if you come in without an idea, you, you, and, and not memorized, you better be coming in with like some magic sauce. Like you better be like Meryl Streep. Like there's better, there better be some, like, yeah. then I'll follow you. But like, like just come in, like don't waste everybody's time. Like yeah. the crew is not with their family. They're with us. Like let's, and then like, like you could come prepared, but then it doesn't have to. And then you're, cause I find that when people freak out on sets, it's usually because they're not prepared. Right. And so they lash out, you know, you're doing this or you're doing that. And then like they lose their fucking minds. And it's like, wait, isn't it? You didn't know what your lines, you don't know what's happening. You didn't get in a, or they're fucking exhausted or whatever, but it's like, oh, well, everybody's exhausted. Yeah. And Ben sent me a photo, um, like because we were on a little hiatus right now and he sent me for my it was like my last shot and I do something pretty awesome it's like and it's like me sitting there with the director and we're sort of like trying to map out this and it's a lot of moving there's special effects there's vfx there's stunts we've got 30 minutes to catch this light because it has to be sunrise uh 
so it's it's and and then and you see in the photo he sent it and I just said to him I said I love looking at all the people you can see my DP in the background he's just sitting there looking like and I, I said and that's before he threw up the scrim that went up with the you know and you see all the VFX guys just like you know, there's so many moving pieces that go into yeah. making something. I mean, you go sit, I mean, I don't think people realize that when you sit at home and you watch your show or you sit and you go, this could be better. You know, like nobody goes to the opera and goes, well, I could have done that better. Like, <laughs> no, you never say that. But like people, I remember Maggie said, everyone's gonna judge this more because because if you do it well, you make it look easy, right. you know? And like, right. When you look at like, okay, I'll go to Fury, uh, to Thunder Road. You Fury see, Road, yeah, yeah. Fury Road, Fury yeah. Road. You see Fury Road and you you see those cars and you see, all I see is like, how the fuck did they do that? Right. How did they do that? Or you see like Josh Brolin in No Country with the, with, you know, swimming from the guy, uh, swimming from the pit bull at that perfect light at dusk, which is 30 minutes, which is 30 minutes that you have to get it and you're God knows where you are in some canyon in New Mexico and whatever. But I look at it and I just, I love all of that stuff. I love how many, um, I think it goes back to, again, the collaboration of everybody's yeah. work. And that that was cool. I think on Jupiter's, what, that was cool because I never worked on something where it was so much stuff. I, I was saying that earlier to somebody that, Sam was in Toronto for, uh, for um, this movie he did and for Richard Jewell and um, John, John Hamm was there for some other movie he did. And I did tag with John right. and we got on really well and Sam got on really well. And, and I think um, John was in, in the Richard Jewell movie too. Right. So they were at a brewery having beers and I was at work in Toronto and I said, come, he's like, I was like, come visit me on set. I said, we're doing this like big hilltop fight scene. So they came to set and I sort of forget that John's like, people love Mad Men. I didn't watch Mad Men, but people right. love that show. Right. And it was, I'm like, people are like freaking out. So John <laughs> comes on to, he comes on and he's such a down to earth guy. So he comes on to this set and it's so much green screen. We're in a whole sound stage is green screen. And it was just so blaring to me. And we'd been on the fucking set for like six days. And I was like, I, I don't want to see this stupid grassy knoll. I don't want to see any more of this bright lime green. It's making me crazy. We've been yeah. hoisted in the air and we're doing all this stuff. And there's so many stump people and there's so much lighting and there's so much shit. And John walked in and he just looked around and he's like, wow, babe, they're spending a lot of money on this. And I go, and it's just a room with green. And he, and I go, what? He goes, you know how expensive this green screen shit is? And I was like, and I was like, no, I don't. Uh, but <laughs> it was just that moment. Like, it was just like, like an actor who's been around a long time and yeah it was like you do realize how much is going into this how many people yeah. are working to make make everybody look good and you look good and yeah, yeah and how cool it is like he was like yeah. this is cool man this is cool and then when you see it and to realize that everything on that hilltop like i think the editors did a really good job and the special effects people did a good job on jupiter's and and those guys should be get like a nice shout out on that on that show like that's a that was a hard show to to 
to the wrangle. Yeah, the, I would say I can't imagine. Wrangle. But, but 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 from what you're saying, I think I, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Well, I, honestly, again, congrats on it. This was long Thanks. overdue, and you're invited on any time. Of course, as I said, there's a lot more to talk about always. And and yeah, let's cut to cut to you being like. Um, no, Leslie, I changed my number. I'm like, hey, Josh, do you want to talk about you? How dare you? No, no. Um, I I, uh, I hope you have a great rest of the shoot with Melissa and Ben and safe travels back here. And uh, yeah, let's get that drink anytime. Let's get a drink in our mouths. I mean, hey, come on. Stop. We deserve it after the last year. A couple drinks. Here's what I think. I'm going to tell you and before I go. One funny rule with, you know, Australia. Yeah. They have, um, when they go into sort of lockdown-y sort of things like wearing masks again, and right. they have a rule that it, they won't shut the bars. They'll still let you come into the bars, but you cannot stand and have a drink. I know. What does that mean? What is that rule, Australia? You cannot stand. Where Sydney is in this thing. I was reading about it because they had a couple of cases. So they're locking down stuff. Everyone's back to wearing masks. And they're like, and I was like, oh, bars, of, you clearly can't, you can only go to a bar if it's outside. And they're like, nope, people can still go to bars. You can still be inside uh-huh. drinking in a bar, but you cannot stand and have a drink. Maybe it, they're worried about all the, um, the dangerous animals that could get, if you're inebriated, you're not, your wits are not about you. You might be murdered by the 3000 different poisonous snakes in Australia. No, it's about COVID. It was about like with their, when their COVID restrictions come in, I'm like standing, maybe they just worry you're going to start hanging on people. You get too loose. I'm going to hang all over you, Joshua. What's when I see you? All right. I'll hold you to, hold you to that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's good to see you. Good Thank to catch you. up. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And give my best to to Melissa and Ben. Honestly, they're I I, I'm president of their fan club as well. And um Yeah, I'll be the secretary. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And yeah, pack pack up pack up Sammy in a suitcase nice and safe when you bring him back. We need him to intact, okay? Yeah, he's a national treasure, isn't he? He is. All right. Have a good one today. Thanks, love. Be well. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 